This episode of the Hitman Podcast is brought to you by Hulu, celebrating black history always. With stories like Women of the Movement, Snowfall, Atlanta, Grownish, Power, Living Single, the award-winning Summer of the Soul, and of course Hulu's original Wu-Tang and American Saga, and much more. Hulu highlights stories that showcase black history, past and present, 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required, terms apply. On tonight's extra late episode of the Hit Men Podcast, MG and I recap the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade. We get off into our previews for All-Star Weekend, and we'll give y'all a real dope recap of what happened in Super Bowl 56. Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham get that elusive first Super Bowl ring, and we're here to break down their Hall of Fame perspective. No quick hits this week, but we do get off into a dope-ass sneaker rundown, a game show for the ages, and shout-outs. Another Hit Me A Podcast starts right now. banging with that intro by now you ain't got no pulse man i don't know what to tell you this ain't the pie for you doc you might as well be one foot in the grave at this point <laughs> whenever you hear that mvp chant though you already know what's the deal it's the most valuable podcast in the world it's the hit men podcast what's the deal so late when the night chris checking in i got my partner in here 313 mg what's the word bro how you feeling hey man we feeling great now D-Town. I'm feeling great. Nah, bruh. I don't know how you do it, bro. I, I really don't. Your, your body must be made for it. I'm not with the late nights, but we going to knock this one out. Hey, man, all them years to partying, bro. That's all it is. Yeah, I must be an old soul because my body hurt right now. I just literally, <laughs> literally just got in the door before we came on, coming from the garden, watching the Knicks bomb it up, blow a 20-point lead. Uh, at the Garden against the Nets without Kyrie, without Ben Simmons, without KD. I oh, man, <laughs> we in the dog days of the NBA, but but I had to make sure point blown lead of the month. Man, I had to make sure I got with you so we could touch the people one time. You feel me? Let's do it, man. Uh, before we get off into it, want to let y'all know we sponsored by Hulu, celebrating Black History always. Uh, make sure you tap in and get your subscription to Hulu while you can. Snowfall about to restart. Yeah. I'm about to get back into it with Saint on his Mastermind of Millions uh, plan. So make sure y'all tap in with Hulu. Uh, let y'all know that we everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. Huh. 
Hit us up on the YouTube. Type in the Hitman Podcast. And it's going to shoot that heat rock right into your veins. Make sure you hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, lock in on the socials at Hitman Podcast, at Labeled and Known, at Virtual Soul Sports, only on Blitz sportsnetwork.com you heard me real quick before we get off into the bams um <laughs> i got a question for you bro mhm um have you ever taken a, a a chick on a date to a to a game like a basketball game baseball game anything like that baseball game yeah baseball game okay did anybody, like one of the OGs, one of the old heads, they ever tell you that sporting events are a natural aphrodisiac for 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 women? Nobody ever told me that, but I believe it. <laughs> I believe it, though. <laughs> uh, so personally, I feel like it's never failed me, but I, I wonder Sweet. sometimes, like, what happens when the game that you take her to it's a blowout of the team that you took her to go see. Like, does it Ooh. technically still count as a, <laughs> does it technically still count as an aphrodisiac? Like, can you still kind of get that off or you kind of just, you out of luck. SOL, up shit's creep without a paddle. You feel me? I think it depends on if she into, into sports or not. Cause if she not, she just there checking out whoever. Mm, I don't, I don't really know, bro. So like, so like, the mother of my child, like, I took her to a Bulls game, some real decent seats, and she is, like, anti-sports, zero sports. She hates my profession. She's always hated it. But it was an overtime game against the Kings, like, a while ago. This when this when Jimmy Butler and D-Wade was on the team. Like, so this was a few years back. But in any case, um, you know, it was a tight game, and she know I'm an avid sports fan. So I'm in there. You know, I'm in the game. I'm booing. I'm born um, the Kings when they at the free throw line, tell them, you know what I'm saying, they finna get their coach fired, all that. But the Bulls end up winning. Nevertheless, though, it was a real close game. It was lit inside the UC. And uh, let's just say at the end of the night, you feel me, we was one step closer to bringing the podcast princess into the world. You feel me? <laughs> Let me not laugh too loud because she be listening to it. So anyway. <laughs> Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is like sports and music kind of intertwine because they're both universal languages. That's why you that's why boxers have intro music. That's why you see intro music at games like that. That's why you see athletes. They always rapping or they always you ask them what's their go to song to mellow them out. And sporting events and concerts seem to always kind of do it when it comes to like good dates or like fun dates that it's no pressure you kind of just enthralled at what's going on in front of you the movies is kind of played out dinner is kind of cliche but going to a game or going like like going to a heavily contested game or going to like a concert they typically tend to you know what i'm saying help you in terms of getting to the getting to the money or getting to you know the situation nevertheless though when a team get blown out or if the singer that you waiting on is hitting bad notes or they sick oh. you feel me like it kind of just taints the mood for the rest of the night rest of the day and it's supposed to be like the main course of the day like you know so i just i just wanted to get your perspective on it. i didn't know if you ever ran into that type of situation nah i really never I mean, look man i'm when it come to sports bro i'm i most times i'm solo dolo like i ain't waiting gotcha. on nobody to get no t unless somebody approached me about going to it Word. i'm gonna just go like i ain't 
I'm not gonna let everybody else know. I'm gonna just go grab my tickets and go. <laughs> so, because I'm gonna be there regardless if they want to go or not. So I just like, hey, I'm going to the game. You want to go? Let me know. But if not, cool. I'm still going. You seen the meme of uh, Aaron Donald pointing at his finger when they won the Super Bowl? We're gonna get off into it. In a second. Uh, <laughs> they said that's all women above thirty after two good dates. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off into the band. Get a round up, bro. I'm just serious. Anyway, in case you've been living under a rock, the Los Angeles Rams celebrated their Super Bowl victory today. Uh, we're recording this late slash early Thursday morning, but the LA Rams end up doing a damn thing at the crib, defeating the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. 23 to 20, Cooper Cup named Super Bowl MVP. Um, that award could have went to anybody. I thought it was going to be Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup. But uh, word around the campfire is now that Matthew Stafford finally got his ring, congrats to you, by the way, big dog. I know you rolled that that train to the wheels fell off. Damn um, right. You was probably a, a proud member and president of the Detroit Rams, but... Um, nah, we ain't doing it Detroit Rams. We doing that. We just, we just Team Stafford. <laughs> Straight up. But they talk a Hall of Fame status for the kid after he finally got that elusive Super Bowl ring after putting up some crazy 5,000 yard passing yard seasons back to back to back in Detroit. Um, we joked about it for a past for the past few episodes, but Matthew Stafford has won more postseason games with the Rams, including the Super Bowl win in one season. Versus the first nine, ten years that he was in the league playing for Detroit. And now that he got the ring, that's been the kind of the debate, along with the notion of can the Rams get back there next year. And I don't wanna I don't wanna sell their their accomplishments short. Again, kudos to the team. Um, it was dope to see that and, and to see Aaron Donald and the emotion that he had. You know, he pretty much said he's done everything in this league except become a champion and then went ahead and put that to bed. Um how you feel about how they handled the game, uh, what your takeaways were from the game. I got a ton to talk about when it comes to this, but I want to get, I want to tag you in and get your thoughts before I go off. Um, I mean, I thought overall, I mean, the presentation at SoFi was dope. Um, Word. They did have a little bit too much going on before kickoff. Like once once you get to the mm. point where we're getting all these announcements and The Rock coming out to announce. Uh, I knew you was going there. Just too much. You know what I mean? Um, and that's putting it nicely. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously when the game kicked off, man, it was it was it was almost surreal because I never thought I'd see this moment. But um, OBJ, man, I kind of you know I've had my issues with OBJ in the past, but I was happy to see him out there balling, man. He ever since he got to LA, you ain't heard too much of a peep out of him. Apparently he's really good in the locker room, so I was happy for Odell until he got hurt. Obviously, um, what sucks is another ACL tear. They said what two ACL tears in a broken foot or leg? Yeah, that's it's, it's, that's it's, rough. Um, he gave it the literal definition of giving it everything you have and leaving it all on the field for yeah, the ring, man. He was headed for that MVP trophy too. One um, million percent. <laughs> the game completely changed after he went out. It was the tale of two halves, and you you knew it was something serious because it was a non-contact injury. He went for that pass across the middle, and, yeah. and just came up gimpy, and, and you know that was that was pretty much all she wrote. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Van Jefferson wasn't all there because uh, I 
did see that what his his, his girl went into labor yeah, during, during the game, the game. Shout out to and Vanger. she had to leave, and his parents had to get down there and find him and let him know. And I'm not gonna lie to you, my head wouldn't be in the game either. I don't even know how he stayed. At, I get it; it's the Super Bowl, and she would have wanted him to stay at the game just out of the sacrifice of it. But like, I don't know if I could have played in that game if my girl went into labor with my kid. I probably would have left the game. Like, all right, y'all. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Cooper. Sorry, Matt. But uh. Y'all legacy saying it's important as my kid. So no, I, uh, hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I but yeah, the game was good, man. Joe Burrow, I mean Joe Burrow is who we thought he was. He's phenomenal. You know, um yeah, the offensive line was man. horrible. Obviously, the defense played well in the first half of the Bengals and um they held the Rams down as well as they could so they could try to, you know, get back into it in the second half and then second half opened up and I'm still like that was offensive pass interference on T. Higgins. Oh, uh, against against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, match. first play of the second half. I, um, and the ref swallowed their whistles most of the game to the end of the game. But uh, my thing is Cooper Cup. Once it got to the point in the game where Matthew Stafford was like, right, I'm only throwing the Cooper Cup. Stop it if you can. They was holding and doing everything they could to keep that man from getting the yeah, ball. Yeah, he was getting mauled, man. I, I, <laughs> I really thought towards the end of the game he took a few – crazy hits. I thought he was concussed because of his post-game interview too. and just his mannerisms when they were on the podium. He didn't show very much excitement at all. Maybe he was just overwhelmed, didn't know what to do, but it looked to me like he was just... I definitely think he was... You feel me? <laughs> I, I, a little while, I'm glad I wasn't the only one out there like that. I, to this day! I felt like he was on crazy street. That entire really. play was crazy. He literally got... Who was that? Wilson? That pulled him down to the ground when he yeah. came off the line. Yeah. He gets back up, runs to the corner of the end zone, catches what was supposed to be the game winning touchdown, gets hit with a helmet-to-helmet shot. <laughs> like And did it all over again. <laughs> like It's just a bad sequence, but... Um, shout out to the Bengals, man. They, they, Joe Burrow and them boys, they came a long way. And you're talking about, you know, uh, a Bengals team that hadn't even won a playoff game since 88, let alone went to the Super Bowl since 88. And Joe Burrow in his second year coming off the knee injury, took him there, hurt his knee in the game, but stayed in, um, cause he's a competitor. Um, I respect it. And, um, I'm happy for Aaron Donald. Obviously, he's one of the greatest to ever do it from that position. Word. Cooper Cup has been a monster this year. Um, they held him in check in the first half, but that, that the final couple drives, man, they couldn't stop him. Um, you know, in Stafford, he had the first interception that was on him. He underthrew it, and the second one was, a, a, you know, bounced off the receiver's hands. But overall, Matthew Stafford had a solid game for a quarterback in a Super Bowl. I think everybody was a little bit too harsh on him, like, you know, we see a bunch of quarterbacks just come in and light it up like it's a preseason game or something in, in the Super Bowl, which that's just never really the case because you got the two best teams going at it. But, um, you know, I, I mainly I was just happy to see Matthew Stafford win. It kind of just validates all my thoughts and opinions on him as a quarterback when he was here in Detroit. Shout out to and the Iceman Joe Shiesty. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Joe a bad boy, man. Hell yeah, for the hell of a effort. Uh, he took a bunch of hits. He took some sacks. Uh, we knew that was coming because the Rams defense got hunters. They got wolves on the on the other side. So he he stood in there and, and handled it like a true professional. It's only his second year in the league. Technically, really his first because he got hurt uh, last year. Um, yeah, was it was six games or eight games when he got hurt. It was six games, man. But yeah. I'm going I'm going to save that for later. Um, I've been on. 
his guard, I think it's his right guard, Adeniji's asked for about two years now. I think that, you know, they need to get serious overhaul. But salute Joe Shiesty, uh Joe Burrow, and the rest of the Bengals team. They did so well that they ended up getting their coach, Zach Taylor, an extension through 2026. You feel what I'm talking about? Cash, cash, cash. <laughs> but not to be outdone. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams did their thing, only the second team to win the Super Bowl in their home arena. Um, a hell of a effort by Cooper Cup. Can't can't say enough about him. I think he kind of was. If I was him, it was probably he was he was running off of adrenaline, but also wanting to win it for Odell because of the hell of a effort he gave him. It looked like it looked real to in two thousand four ish. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, and they were saying that uh, it was Aaron Donald. Like the whole team wanted to win for Aaron Donald too. Like that yeah. was big, and so. Uh, Eric Weddle got his ring. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, absolute. Mark Miller got him another one. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth got hit, which is still crazy to me that Andrew Whitworth is playing a team that he was known for, um, playing for, you know, originally in the Bengals. It's just crazy how that worked out. But, um, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I still think, I mean, first half, I think Sean McVay got madly outcoached most of the game, probably. I think all postseason that's been kind of the key kind of the key thing the key uh topic yeah, he's been I'll... shanahan had his number lafleur kind of like took him to the limits uh honestly outside of uh cliff in the first game against the cardinals in the playoffs uh, mcveigh got outcoached even arians if it wasn't for matthew stafford and cooper, and cooper cup kind of just going galactic they seem to that seems to have been the, the theme of their situation when they Needed it the the most. Matthew Stafford and the Cooper Cup kind of kind of hit on all cylinders. Uh, whether it was beating Tampa, whether it was beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl, they did it when it mattered most. And I think that this game was one for the ages. I was expecting a, a few more points, but uh, I was pretty happy with the result. I didn't really care which team won. I think they both deserve to be there for the hard work they put in. I kind of feel like we just been waiting on Matthew Stafford to take that step because he's kind of in a class of his own. He's not, he's not in that class with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and then the class below him: Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Um, quarterbacks of that era, they're like five years, some six years younger than he is. He came in. Kind of on his own. He's not even in the class with Eli and Philip River. He's like right below them, if that makes sense. Like right, right, right behind. I think that his counterparts would have been like Andrew Luck, RG3, had they been able to stay upright. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you said for who? I'm sorry, my... Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's Matt Ryan because Stafford came Matt in. Matt Ryan, and, uh, right? That'd be yeah. His him and Matt Ryan were a year apart. Yeah. Um, and, so, and uh, I guess Russell Wilson is right, right there. Russell would be what two, three years after him. So yeah. Right. So they kind of clumped together in that in that era, that genre. I was listening to Bill Simmons uh, a couple days ago, and he said it's funny because when you group quarterbacks in terms of all era teams, like the quarterbacks of the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, there are only 27 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. So if you really think about it, that's five quarterbacks every 10 years. Yeah. And when we look back on the 2020s, Slash the 2010s, right? Who are the Hall of Famers of, of I guess the past 15, 20 years? You'd obviously say Brady, 
right? Peyton Manning is, is in there now, of course. Aaron Rodgers is going to get in there. Breeze will get in there. Do we think that Ben Roethlisberger will get there? Two rings? Probably so. Eli? Probably so. Phillip Rivers is the odd man out. Yeah. Phillip Rivers is the odd man out. A lot of people are giving that comp to Matthew Stafford because because before he won the Super Bowl ring, he had all the passing yards, he had all the passing touchdowns, but no real accolades, no real MVP uh, campaign seasons, not a lot of winning seasons in Detroit, and then obviously no Super Bowls. So now it's, it's that's how I started the shows. Like it's funny to hear folks saying like, is he in the Hall of Fame status right now? Well. When you look at his track record, he has the individual numbers, but he's never really been on a winning team or the the team hasn't necessarily won off of him being the linchpin for it. And then he gets to a team where they already are kind of tailor-made to win the Super Bowl. The only thing they were missing was a serviceable quarterback. And he's obviously above average, but Hall of Fame, I think it's premature, even with the Super Bowl ring. I think he needs another one. I think he needs another one. And I know that's crazy to say just after that. They just won it on Sunday. But for, for me, like, I guess I'm a harsh critic. I feel like he needs at least two in order for him to get in. Um, Because I never look at, like, the all-pro or pro bowl selections just simply because um, pro bowl, obviously, fan vote and all-pro voted by the media right. same with kind of the mvp awards so I always kind of just go eye test wise right. like even like somebody like philip rivers who to me uh, philip rivers is a hall of famer to me personally um when you just look at him you know when you watched him play um and it's tough man in a league that is so it's a lot different than like a basketball where like one player can literally change the course of an entire team's franchise. Yeah, and, it's, it's very few and, and far away. And dominate a league where in football so much has to go right situationally. Because yeah. um, I mean... Oh, there we go. Yo. But, yep, yep, yep. I don't know why it dropped. You saying you thought but, you thought P. Riv was a Hall of Famer? Yeah, P. Riv is... To me, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, Just from an eye test standpoint, I mean... It, it, we're talking about probably starting from what the mid 2000s we're probably talking about the greatest run up until now the greatest run of overall quarterback play we've had in this league's history when you look at the 2000s and how many quarterbacks we've named when you look at the state of the league now with all the talented young quarterbacks in the league i don't think the quarterback position has ever been this overall talented across the entire league as it is now like the gap between the number one quarterback and the number 10 quarterback isn't as great as it was, you know, say the nineties or the eighties or something like that. Right. So, I mean, that's I, fair. Yeah. I think, uh, there's gonna, there should be, eventually we will have more quarterbacks in the hall of fame than kind of the small number there is now. Um, and I also kind of take a look at the situations because, we talk about, say, Aaron Rodgers, who won his first ring, but he took over a team for, for Brett Favre that was already a playoff team, right? Um, Tom, Br- I mean, the Patriots, before Brady took over and Bledsoe was there, they were still going to end up being a playoff team. Um, Matt Ryan came into the league with, what, Roddy White, Julio Jones, um, Michael Turner at time at running back, Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, there's not many of these quote unquote Hall of Fame quarterbacks who've had to work from scratch. Uh, you look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, he took over a team for Brett, Tommy Maddox that was one piece away kind of, and he ended up being kind of that little missing piece, and he wasn't even that good his first year. Um, you know, outside of like an Andrew Luck, who pretty much had to come in and work somewhat from scratch because that team had got broken down after Peyton left, or um, Russell Wilson came into a team that was kind of already made with a lot of those pieces. Like Stafford took over an 0-16 team. There's not many quarterbacks that take a team that was at that low of a bottom and take them places. A lot of these great quarterbacks actually came in into great situations. Eli's another one who took over a bad team too, but they weren't that... Well, when Eli took over, they were only, what, like four or five years removed from a Super Bowl trip? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it's, you know, I, I think people are so quick to look at stats, 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 and eye test is far more important to me, and um, I think situations are a lot more important as well, because not everybody comes in with a strong organization not every and not only that but just because somebody's not tom brady doesn't mean they're not a hall of famer no, tom brady is one of one <laughs> no they're not but the bar is set high you are right stafford threw a couple of picks in the super bowl situation and one of them wasn't his fault um it was a back and forth game my i guess my interpretation of hall of famer at this point and i agree with you in terms of looking at it from an eye test perspective i think that um it's just, a much, it's just as much about not how many points you put up, but the timely points. I, I look at that in terms of basketball all the time. Like, clutch, being clutch is a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if you score 50 points. If the other, if the other team scores 51, like, it's a wrap. Like, it just got announced that LeBron passed Kareem all time for points earlier this week, but they're in ninth place. Like, who, who fucking cares? Like, and, and that's, not, that's not a slight to his accomplishment, but it's like, what does that mean in the, what does that mean in the scheme of what's best for the team like that's a great individual accolade but like you said one person can't necessarily change the game all the time like you, it takes a team to want to win and i say that in regards to matthew stafford because a lot of the gaudy numbers that he put up in detroit albeit you know he had megatron he had a ton of talent on offense but it didn't really equate to wins matthew stafford is part of a team that had a winless season you know what i'm saying no he wasn't Wait, was that the year that he was hurt? No, he wasn't there. That was the that's the pick that that oh, year that's the was pick the that year that him. gave them the pick. Yeah, Calvin was there for it though. That was okay. Calvin's rookie year. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So so he he like you said he already had an uphill battle and a lot of times it was kind of just situational things like they never that's they never necessarily had a great like a great defense in Detroit that you could kind of hang your hat on top 10 years. The one they did, year. they made the playoffs and then they broke it up after two years. Exactly. And, and, I mean, and of course, like you, you hung, you, you know, closely, you know, much better than I do because you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's your hometown team. But, um, albeit now Matthew Stafford has the same amount of rings as Aaron Rodgers, the same amount of rings as Patrick Mahomes. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, they're looked at in a certain light. I think that if Aaron Rodgers didn't have the MVPs, I would look at him and Matthew Stafford in the same light. Um, but the reason I said that he needs another one is going to parlay into my next question to you. Do you think they have a good chance of repeating? Because I think they have 
uh, a hellified chance of getting back and winning it again. Tom Brady's out. Roethlisberger's out. The AFC is always pretty much by and large better. Um, that division is, is weaker now. You might see Kyler move. You're obviously going to see Jimmy Garoppolo move. And the other, the other team in that division is uh, the Seahawks. And you might see Russell Wilson move. So that division is already kind of trending towards them repeating in terms of winning the division and being the the, the automatic bid out of that division. Um, but if they can return everybody healthy, right, they're going to get, um, man, not Van Jefferson. Who Robert Woods back next year at some point, right? What's stopping them from from running it back? They they were screaming it at the parade today. What's the what's what's the chances that they get a chance to do it again? Uh, I think the two biggest issues they'll have would be money, because I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald talking about maybe retiring was a payday. Uh, he was talking yeah, about for sure, for sure. And they got a, they got a lot of high priced guys on that roster right now. They so. got to pay Odell too. Yeah, so that would be like probably the biggest holdup. That and obviously health with Robert Woods. Uh, cause he, he he got hurt, you know, like right past the halfway point of the season. So I don't know how soon it would be before he came back and how he would look coming back. And then Odell, with what he did, I don't know if he'd see him play next year at all. Or if not, you know, it'd be super late in the year. Yeah, it'd so, be late. Um, they could have a pretty rough go at it because, I mean, the run game still ain't there. They still got some uh, holes on defense they need to fix. Eric Weddle's going back into retirement. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. I think I have more faith in them winning the NFC again since Aaron's probably leaving Green Bay um, and Brady's retired for now. But as far as the Super Bowl, I don't know because, I mean, you still got the Chiefs. You still got the Bills. I mean to get uh, there. Well, yeah. Let, let's just yeah say to, to get, get there, there. I think get there is definite is more of a sure thing than uh, repeating as champions altogether. Because yeah, that situation in Arizona is kind of crazy right now. So, and then you, I mean the Cowboys, which stop, 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 stop. <laughs> They got too much talent not to be a threat at all. I saw what you was trying to do, but I, I had to stop you before it got too crazy. But and I don't got no problem with the Cowboys. I just think they got too much talent not to, you know, be a threat of some type. I mean, so they're still, you know, they still factor into the mix at the very least. Sean McVay and Aaron Donald, you think they're coming back or what? 100%. Okay, cool. Last question before we get out of this one. Um, the Bengals, what, do you, what shot do you get him at getting back to the Super Bowl or at least getting back into the thick of things when it comes to the playoffs? You're talking about the Bills. You're talking about the Chiefs. The Ravens going to come back strong. Uh, you don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to land, what team he might make better. Word around the campfire is Tom Brady might take a trip to Miami, take him a flyer down there, a cup of coffee in the big time on South Beach. I'm going to talk about him and Belichick's rivalry at that point. <laughs> <laughs> What about the Bengals, though? You think they're getting back or what? No. I don't think they'll be able to do enough with that offensive line and that secondary to make it happen. Because that secondary, everybody points to the offensive line, and yes, the offensive line is the biggest issue, but that secondary is a real close second. So, um, 
honestly, it would surprise. Like, if I was an offensive lineman, I would be running to play in Cincinnati right Man, now. With a hard running. I got a quarterback who did that with a bad offensive line. Imagine if I was on the line. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, that offensive line, and at this point, they need to just sign anybody they can. Anything they sign will be better than what they have. So, um, if they can shore up that offensive line to a degree, I think the Bengals have a legitimate shot at getting back. Um, and they got to take advantage of this little three-year window they got because Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are on rookie deals, and both of them might end up being the highest-paid players ever at their position. Oh, yeah, they're going <laughs> so, to be in State Farm commercials next year. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, so they got to they gotta, they gotta go for it now and go all out before it's time to pay Joey, you know, Joe Shiesty and Jamar Chase because once they do that, Things is gonna get real tight around that uh around that salary cap. That boy already said he made too much money for this ice to be fake. You feel me? Yeah. And I mean he he made it to a Super Bowl before Josh Allen uh and Lamar Jackson. There's no way if I'm if I'm his agent, I'm walking in that building and asking for anything less than what Josh Allen got. <laughs> so let's talk NBA real quick, man. Uh obviously the trade that we was all waiting on it's not gonna bear fruit too soon james harden and ben simmons reportedly out until at least after the all-star break um i happen to be at the game like i said tonight between the knicks and nets ben simmons was in attendance uh kd was in attendance on the bench as the nets come back from 20 points down to end up beating the knicks in the garden um kd still on his and several other burner accounts trolling the knicks all night um, as they get ready to round up the troops and head to Cleveland, man. But Tracy McGrady, uh, Hall of Famer, has kind of been outspoken about certain parts of the trade, uh, particularly with James Harden. Quote, James Harden has been on three teams in two years. He puts on body suits and fakes his injuries. There's no way he could be accepted as a top five shooting guard ever. His character is flawed, and all he really cares about is partying and quitting. <laughs> he went straight for the jugular man that's hard that's hard but he's been outspoken about him for the past couple of days I know he was on TNT the other night with D-Wade and Shaq and they were kind of talking about players but um, that's a that's a stiff criticism coming from one of the NBA all time greats I don't know how far off James Harden is from Tracy McGrady in terms of pure score or having the ability to score but um, I don't know. I guess I was expecting to see Harden out the gate, but they're saying that his hamstring is a little bit more serious than what they originally diagnosed it as. And um, the sooner they get him on the floor, the better. I've been arguing with people all week about this, saying that uh, Philly won the trade. Everybody keeps saying, no, everybody got yep. what they wanted in Brooklyn. Like, bro. Philly turned a non-playing, a non-factor, like someone who wasn't on the floor, into James Harden. You might not like his game. You might not like the way he plays the game. He can get you buckets. That's more than what Ben Simmons has given them all season. Even into the playoffs last year, he wasn't giving them any buckets. You turn somebody that wasn't playing into one of the top five scorers of our generation. Like Philly obviously won, and he can play multiple positions whether it be point guard, whether it be shooting guard, score, facilitator, he has the ability to kind of be a switch arm, Swiss army knife when it comes to 
playing the game. And I think that that's what Philly needs right now. And I think nobody was happier than Tobias Harris when that trade went through because he says, thank you, God. Now I don't have to be the num- be on the hook for being the number two. Man. <laughs> now I can make my $43 million in peace. <laughs> Get off my back. God damn. And I think Philly has the three pieces you would want to win a championship. They got... You have a dominant big man. Yeah. You have a pretty good scoring two guard, right? Right. And usually with teams like that, they need another dynamic player on the wing. And Ty Maxey has been balling. Yes, sir. An ambitious young point guard looking real 2006 yeah. with D-Wade. Shaq, you feel me? So my, my only real question is, is James Harden going to buy into a non-ISO ball system. Man. Because if he if he does if he buys into a non-ISO ball situation where it's understood that Joel is number one on the team and Harden you, you need to play a little bit more off ball to keep the Florida offense um and you still gonna get your shots and your attempts, that's not gonna change. You know, you still gonna get your assists because you're playing with Joel Embiid. I mean, you might not average 10 or 11, but you still get some assists, right? Um, if he can buy into something like that, um, Philly has a chance to do a lot in this year's playoffs because that that guard-big combination, we've seen it throughout history and how effective it is when it comes to playoff basketball. I don't mean to kick James Harden when he's down. That's not what this segment of the show is about, and I don't want this to be any type of indication that I'm, you know, anti-James Harden because I don't necessarily feel that way. But there's a lot that can be said about James Harden who has time and time again in in critical playoff games and playoff clinching games, do or die games, he has failed to show up, failed to perform at the the, the degree of accuracy that we know that he can perform at. Um, there's a lot to be said when you pair James Harden with a coach like Doc Rivers who has the most all-time losses in game sevens or being down 3-1 or being up 3-1 and losing those 3-1 leads. So when you pair those two together, it doesn't necessarily spell the recipe for success or winning a championship. But a lot of times, talent kind of overrules all. And when you have Joel Embiid playing, obviously in his prime, playing monster game after monster game, the last, the one piece that he was needing was a reliable number two or reliable uh, companion. Now, James Harden hasn't been the number two option in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? 10 years ago, they was in the finals against LeBron in Miami. But um, I'm looking to see what that wrinkle, like what that wrinkle is going to look like and if the chemistry can get built in these, you know, next few weeks because we're we're in the in the home stretch when it comes to getting ready for playoffs and seeding and making sure that the matchups are there for you. Um I think this is going to be a real telltale postseason for Joel Embiid in regards to whether he stays in Philly or not, whether he continues to get maximum effort or not. Um, but I think James Harden was the piece, the, the thing that the Sixers have been missing. I don't really have a lot to say about Ben Simmons. Like, I was arguing with folks even today at the Knicks game. I'm like, you expect Ben Simmons to come in off the fucking street and give you elite defense, and y'all hope that he's been working on a jumper and just hasn't been telling anybody, yo, I would much rather like wait until I get to Brooklyn where Kyrie is there, where KD is there, where there's plenty of shooters there. 
and now they got Seth Curry for me to start showing off my three. Like, bro, <laughs> you're not getting no shots up when it comes to them because that's not what you're there for. Um, but on the other Being hand, honest, I thought Seth Curry was the most important part of that. Absolutely, game. because he was. It was almost a non-starter for most of uh, the month of December when we were hearing about this trade rumor. They were saying that. Basically, Seth Curry was almost untouchable. He was probably on the same level as Embiid until he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and just think about this. Uh, Kyrie, Seth Curry, Patty Bills. Well, yeah, Kyrie, uh, Seth Curry, Patty Bills, Kevin Durant on the floor at the same time. You have four high-volume 40 plus percent three point shooters on the floor. And my mind is going to go to passing it to the one person that is petrified to take Forget, it. Forget, keep Ben Simmons off the floor in them moment. I'm putting Andre Drummond on the floor to grab some, some of them extra boards after, in case they miss. Going crazy tonight. Going crazy yeah, that, tonight. Bro, I'm just saying that, that lineup right there at that point, defense might not even matter because they can run up the floor and you got four plus 30. You, when you got four 40 plus percent three point shooters on the floor, all who can, uh, two of which are Katie and Kyrie, and the other two can kind of get their own shot too off the dribble. And I look, you're gonna have a harder time stopping them than they are stopping you. So I look, that that might be like my death lineup, like the like the Golden State death lineup. Exactly. If, if, if it came to it, I don't expect to see much of it because it's a smaller lineup on their perimeter, but. In moments of games, they can run people off the floor with that lineup, One million and it won't even look like a competitive game. One million percent, bro. We, we there's no there's no argument there. I don't really know what people are expecting from Ben Simmons. They expect him to be all world coming off the street. Uh, I would, you know, I would disagree in in every in every way possible. I don't expect anything to come of that. I saw uh, a really interesting graphic today. The Brooklyn Nets have the opportunity, or I guess the, the fortune, of probably having the highest drafted starting five in NBA history. You talk about Kyrie Irving, number one pick, Kevin Durant, number two pick, Blake Griffin, number one pick, LaMarcus Aldridge, a number two pick, and Ben Simmons, a number one pick. Yeah. And they have yeah. the opportunity, and they're probably not going to win the championship. Probably not. And I think the one thing that everybody is overlooking is obviously because there's a lot of blame to go around on Harden and it's kind of overshadowed the other stuff that's going on in Brooklyn but you talk about culture and behind the scenes stuff and I I still remember what was that the athletic I think who put out that report after last season about what's going on backstage in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes number one you bring a guy in Ben Simmons who's whether you believe his 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 case of having mental health issues or not that situation that environment can't be good on either side whether you believe him or not if you believe him that is not a situation you bring somebody who has those issues into because it's not going to help them get better and if he doesn't have those issues then he's really just a self-entitled player who has no type of accountability that situation isn't good for him either so um for me katie's leadership at this point is in question um, still the best basketball player on the planet when he's healthy, but from a leadership standpoint, he has shown me nothing that has made me say, from a leadership standpoint, this is gonna work in Brooklyn. 
and you still don't know what you're going to get out of Kyrie, whether he can play or not, whether he stays healthy or not. James Harden, before, like, up until a couple of games before James Harden got hurt, James Harden had only played five less games in a Nets jersey than Kyrie. Yeah, they played, I think they played 16 total games together. Yeah, I think uh, they both played nine. They both have played, what, nine playoff games in a Nets jersey, but at the point of a couple games before the trade, Kyrie had only played 84 regular season games. And Harden, who had been there for one and a half years, had played 80. And Kyrie's been there twice as long. Been as there him. twice as long. So it's kind of like we're we're depending on a guy in Kyrie who randomly disappears, who often gets injured, or who can't play because of a vaccine to be available. That's the that's the big issue when you have that factored up. And Kyrie, I don't think he's played more than 60 games in like five years. Yo, <laughs> I heard everything you said. I just saw this fucking post the bulls are gonna sign tristan thompson bro i like it i hate it i no, hate no, it what no, the no, no, fuck no. i like it in the <laughs> sense of you guys needed depth on the front line badly and because remember the original talk was he was going to the lakers he could have went <laughs> nah, bro. Y'all, y'all need that depth because at the very least, he gives you a big body to throw out there for some fouls, especially if you end up playing Joel Embiid in the playoffs yeah, and, or Cleveland it. in the playoffs, and you need an extra big body. He he can grab a couple of boards. At least until um, Patrick Williams can get back on his feet, if that's the case. If yeah, yeah. Pat is still a starter for sure, for sure. But again, with Vucevic not giving you much defensively. Uh, you got to have a backup. <laughs> Just, you got to have a backup, and you guys are small on the front court. Even Patrick Williams is smaller for a power forward. It just works in today's league. But you can't play him at you can't start you can't start Patrick Williams on Jared Allen or Evan Mobley or Lori maybe Lori, but you can't start him on Mobley or Jared Allen if you end up playing Cleveland. I cannot fucking stand Tristan right. You can't really you can't start him on. Uh, if you're playing Milwaukee, I you can't, can't stand start Tristan him Thompson. on Giannis. I cannot stand Tristan. Oh, Thompson. I get why, but I think I think he's a solid role player for you guys, and he's somebody who's got playoff experience. So you got that added aspect too. Once the playoffs come, I'm not you're not you're not counting on Tristan Thompson to go out there and give you 30 minutes and and 15 and 10. Mm-mm. He ain't gonna give you that. He's such a fucking bozo. Yeah, uh, but you just need him. To, you just need him to go out there, grab boards, be big, and and be big in the paint. You know, knock a couple people down here and there when it's required, right? And then you know, go sit on the bench when his minutes are over. That's all. All right. <laughs> that's all you need him for. I mean, that's, you, you don't need him for a lot. I mean, you just need more depth at the front line, and there wasn't much else available. Alright, man. Especially with man, y'all gonna kill your injuries. Alright, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tristan Thompson. No quick hits this week, man. Let's go straight into the rundown, bro. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. So y'all know it's All-Star Weekend coming up. They they moved around a few things on us. We're supposed to be getting playoff 12s. You know, keep hope alive. Keep it locked. We're still waiting on the drop. But they moved them Cardinal uh, Cardinal Air Jordan 3s in their place, dropping on the 19th this weekend. Um, 
I don't know if you getting after them at all, MG. I'm passing on them. I'm chilling. I love threes, but I think they just doing stuff to do it when it comes to this pair right here. Yeah, threes ain't my thing. I mean, I got the I got the blue cement threes when they first dropped a few years back, but yeah. that's that's about all I got for threes. I ain't really a threes guy. You know, I'm fours all day. Um, but I will say, though, these are better than some of them past year all-star releases because them, them chameleon sixes was not it. Yeah, they did us bogus in Chicago. We just went on Chicago ones, and then they end up feeding us some bullshit. The Amish <laughs> to home, just mixing and matching a bunch of powders, but whatever. Tomorrow, Friday, the LeBron 9 Big Bangs uh, coming back out. Retro 9, 240 balls on the sneakers out. Uh, like I said, they got the Air Jordan 3 Cardinal colorway coming out on the 19th. Uh, next time y'all tap in with us, it's going to be a Hirachi pack that has dropped. And then um, a week from today, you got Air Jordan 1, University Gold, Light Bordeaux. Shout out to Omega Zi-Fi, uh, Omega Zi-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. These were, I guess, paying homage to when Mike joined the queue. And so it's the purple and yellow colorway um quick story about the big bang lebron nines right so a couple all-stars back shout out to my boy ben uh benji we camped out for these joints not even for these it was the um it was the phones but they was like the astro phones like the 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 stratosphere, atmosphere, whatever it was, the phone, galaxy phones, that's what it was. And we camped out at the mall for them, bro. They told us like we couldn't be there type shit. We had to we had to move around. We end up hiding in a ditch <laughs> behind the mall. Bro. It's like seven o'clock at night. We hid in that ditch all night. Mall security driving around doing sweeps, doing passes. We moving, moving, moving. It's like a gang of us, like five of us. They had a girl with them too, and she thugged it out. She, you know what I'm saying, down the ride for homicide. So finally, it's like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. They finally like the Foot Locker folks. Shout out to my boy Ronnie. He used to work up there. Uh, they doing like you know, first come first serve. Everybody got to kind of get in line. We like in the ditch, like right in front of the door. So we book it to the door. Boom. Let me cut the music off. So we book it to the door. Boom. Get up there, everybody in line, people in their cars running, rushing, because they know at, at this time, this is when flipping first started. Like, if you get a pair of these joints, you probably can flip them for 5000 and get out the door. First person, get their ticket, what size you need, boom, done. Second person, get their size, what size you need, boom, done. I'm the third person in line, bro. Ask me if I got my shit. Third person in line, ask me if no. I got them. Nope. No, 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 no. Ask me if I got them. Did you get them? <laughs> Did you get your hands on them? <laughs> Bro said, nah, we ain't got no more pep, but we can, we can get you these LeBrons, though. These LeBrons. Oh, oh, oh. Man, get the fuck out of the blood. What? Hot. Pissed. Pissed, bro. Pissed. That's when I knew. That's when I knew the sneaker industry, the, the sneaker game. It was a cold game after that, bro. You can't just camp no more. You gotta. You gotta. They was back doing pairs back then, G. Oh, I believe it. 
that's why I'm on. I, I, that's why I'm on these 25th anniversary questions right now. Straight up and down. I forgot they was dropping tonight. The white and silver joints. Look, they held us down after we've been trying to ask for our eagle answer for us for about a month bro. now. What we and doing? They still got the full size run. It's late in it. Okay, we here. We here. Quick game show before we get y'all out of here. Like I said, it's late night. I got a flight to catch in about two hours, so y'all will hear this in the morning, but my brother thugged it out with me. I appreciate you, bro. I'm going to give you a layup. I need you to give me the team, the year, the last time. We talked about the Rams uh, possibly repeating going back-to-back. I need you to give me the last time a team repeated. I need the team and the years that they won the Super Bowl. You got 30 seconds to give me your answer. And your time starts now. God. Was it the uh, 98, 99 Broncos? Take all the time, man. You got about 15 more seconds. Repeat it, Jesus. Ten seconds. Oh, bruh, it had to be the um that 0304 Patriots? I know I'm getting here, but I want to say it was the early 2000s Patriots. I'll let it rock. I'll let it rock. 0304, 0405. Ah, okay, okay. Patriots won them back to back. They 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 won it in Houston. They won it in Jacksonville. They beat uh. Was it the Rams? First one? Nah, that was the first time they won. They beat, uh, they beat the Patriots e- beat the They beat the Eagles. Panthers. And the Panthers, yeah. They beat the Panthers in Houston. They beat the Eagles in Jacksonville. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the last time, man. Tom Brady been in been in your lifetime for a while now. <laughs> man, bruh. He got real estate in all our heads, unfortunately. Man, been playing football since I was in freaking elementary school. How you feel about him telling Matthew Stafford to mix some water in with that 1942, though? Look, man, I appreciate the fact that he could make he Brady made fun of his own Super Bowl uh, drunkness, and I appreciate the fact that Matthew Stafford has just completely just embraced it. Like him and he did his wife's podcast the morning after, still drunk and hungover. I don't think that man been sober since Sunday night. Shout out to him though for wearing the eight twenty four Kobe jersey and wearing the Space Jams for a Super Bowl. Like that boy, he had the yeah. championship fit. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All the way down. Shout outs for the week. Who you got, Brody? Oh, you already know. We got to go with my boy Matty, Ma- yeah. Matt Stafford, man. Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion now. Um, got to give a huge shout out to him. Um, we also I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a shout out to John Morant. Demetrius Jamel Mamarant. Everybody been talking about all these other names for MVP and Demar Derozan, but them two, right now, my two MVP, my two personal MVP uh, candidates at the top of my list, All-Stars. and I don't think they either one of them getting enough love for right now. All stars, shout out, shout out to Jamel, Man. Demetrius Jamel Moran, Demar Derozan doing it big. He just won another one tonight, another thirty piece, thirty piece Bruh. spicy. Killing them out here in the game, yeah, and yeah. I just want to give a shout out to the uh, four family uh, in the Detroit Lions organization for 
all the years of torment they've put me and my fellow Detroiters through and having to watch their guy leave and go be successful elsewhere because they can't get right. Yeah, man. Take a certain level of humility to, to that's a tough pill to swallow, but y'all be all right, man. You know, don't get mad yeah. when they glow up in the next relationship. You feel me? Man. <laughs> Keep it be. Keep it play. Um, shout out to the black podcast that, that keep me motivated, keep me moving and keep me, uh, on a war path in terms of black creativity. Of course, my dog, my brother, MG, uh, the defining victories podcast only on blitz sports network.com. Shout out Terry Rosen and Cam over at the Terry Rosen podcast, Jay Sims, DJ Stino, Joe Jack, young juice, AE media reason to doubt podcast. What's the deal? Cody Mack, brief specific over at what's the word TV. What's happening? Uh, shout out Taper Talk, Dino, Cardi, Coyote, the BU Podcast. They just got a brand new logo. Shout out Ashley and Ville. What's the deal? Uh, Corporate-ish, Martell, what up? The I Ain't Going Podcast. I'm going to get down to the A soon. CJ, Darrell, what's the deal? I tapped into this new one. Uh, I really bang with Heavy. Uh, the 3-ish Podcast, my brother KD, Vitamin C, and uh, Barrett. They doing their thing as well out in Dallas. Um I'm gonna turn it to a bit of a pie head. Of course, you know, the master, the the master creator, Bruce Blitz, BlitzSportsNetwork.com. I've been rocking with them for a minute. That's how that's how I stumbled on y'all path, bro. So I appreciate y'all keeping me motivated. Um That's it for me, man. That's it for me. You got anybody else before I get up out of here? Nah, man. Just want everybody to be safe out here, man. Especially my Midwestern people. Snowstorms left and right right now, so. Oh yeah, man. Them the car them carjackings hit the hit home too. I, I I hit you about that last week. We had a scare, but God is real. Damn um, right he is. My shorty car got got jacked, but we got him back. Don't don't uh don't ever underestimate the power of God, man. He he he's real. God is real. Life is good. So uh with that being said, we're gonna get up out of here in a second. Just again, wanna remind y'all to rate, review, and subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe, stupid. Hit us up, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. We everywhere that podcast live. You feel me? Check us out on the YouTube for that for the video episodes. We got something real special planned before Black History Month is over with. Um, got a slight delay tonight because of the Knicks game, but I promise y'all it's gonna be well worth it. We're gonna get it out. We're gonna get it out to y'all real, real soon. Hit us up in the mailbag. We need to see them kick picks, what your closets is looking like, what drops you picking up for All Star Weekend, what your fits looking like, how y'all enjoying the podcast. Hit us up, man. We want to play some mailbag music real soon. The Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tap in with the socials at Hitman Podcast at Labeled and Known at Virtuoso Sport. And last but not least, don't ever forget in your life, fam. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Can we go now? We gone, holla. Center. Oh! LeBron James with 